right before the retreat. Afterwards, we talked about how um, boiled down, like what a disciple is. Well, we've talked about that from the get-go. Is someone who is um, is someone who is a learner from their teacher, and our t- teacher is Jesus. Um, and a, a purpose of a disciple is someone who loves God and loves others. So then, if you're here with us last week, uh, Debbie was the one um, who shared with us, and we're looking at for a couple weeks how how do we love God um, as a disciple. And she talked about spending time with him. And she gave us such good, like, um, tangible takeaways for us to um, for us to do throughout the week and how we can spend time with God. I even found myself, for those of you that were here, she talked about, like, just being quick to always ask God for help first. Like, I found myself when um, little Oliver, my, my wonderful kitten, uh, woke me up at 3.30 in the morning um, to feed him where uh, I did not want to be awake. Um, and, uh, I'm getting frustrated, all of that. And then I was like, okay, like, I just need to ask God for help for patience with my little cat, um, that my wife really loves. And I do too. Um, so, um, yeah, she gave us other ways of, of how, like, what are distractions from spending time with God? Um, she talked about this guy, David, that we're going to talk about more tonight. And this week, another way that we can love God is by, um, worship. Um, and, and so we're going to talk about how do we love God through worship. And I don't know what your experience with worship is, whether it's just here on Wednesdays or if um, you've heard the word before or if you haven't or if you've gone to church on Sundays um, and, and heard about or experienced worship. Um, but sometimes I think worship, like in our minds, is boiled down to uh, a phrase or a sentence like, hey, worship was great tonight or worship was really good. Um, or I'll oh, remember that time when worship sucked. Or remember when worship wasn't so good? And we can almost like boil it down or, or compartmentalize it to be just this experience, an, an experience that went really good because they were songs that we liked um, or really bad. Um, maybe also you've been coming here for a while or just for a short time, and later on tonight we're going to sing some songs, and you're like, why do we sing these songs like every week at youth group? Like why do we sing to God and about God? Um, and uh, and that's okay, and that's good if you've had that question. It's good to ask that question because what other place do we just walk into a group of people that's like, now it is time for singing, and then everyone stands up, right, and just starts singing together. Like, if that was ever weird for you, that's probably a good thing that was weird because that's not normal. Um, it's like birthday parties. That's it that you, like, just start, com- like, combustly singing. Uh, choir, you're, you're – yeah, choir. Um New word for your vocab, combustually. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Matt. Um, so uh, we're going to talk about, like, what is worship um, and how do we love God um, by worshiping. Um, so I'm going to pray, and then let's dive into this thing. Jesus, we thank you that you are our teacher, and Holy Spirit, we always need your help. Um, we need your help uh, in knowing how to approach Scripture uh, knowing like what you have for us tonight, and would you be the one that's teaching us um, more about how we can love you, how we can love the Father and the Son, and um, be disciples that truly have a heart that is after yours, God. In your name, amen. So um, if for some reason you're taking notes or if you've got a really good memory, um, boil down, worship is the expression of our total delight in God right? Worship is the expression of our total delight in God. 
And if we remember, um, as we've talked about, as Olivia talked about a couple weeks ago about our identity, like God in, in his goodness created us to be in relationship with him. And he created us to find complete joy in him at all times and in all circumstances. Like you think back to Adam and Eve in the garden. Maybe you've heard that story before. Maybe you haven't. Like before sin entered the picture, like they're in the garden with God, getting to enjoy all the things that God has given them. Everything they needed was from God, and they recognized that and followed his ways 100% of the time until sin entered. And so worship, um, in the same way, it's like almost looking back to the garden and going like, okay, how can I like find complete joy in God in everyday situations, um, in whatever circumstance, good or bad. And we'll talk about that a little more. So if this is true that we were created to worship, um, if this is true that uh, we are to delight in God at all times, that means we were created to worship God at all times too, which sounds weird because if you think about worship, you're like, so does that mean like even as you're talking right now, Matt, I'm supposed to be singing a song in my head? Or like when I'm walking down um, the halls of my school, am I just supposed to bust out and break every chain? And people are like, what are you doing? You know, like like that would be weird if that's only like what worship is. Um, but thankfully, um, that's not the only thing that worship is. Because we look at Jesus' life being our teacher, someone that delighted in God at all times, always was after the heart of the Father, like we talked about at the retreat a couple weekends ago. But we don't see Jesus ever, which is really interesting, sit down with his group of disciples, bust out his guitar, and start jamming and singing um, Kumbaya or whatever song they might sing together. We actually, off the top of my head, I don't know if there's a time recorded in Scripture that we ever see Jesus take part in like a singing kind of atmosphere of worship. Yet he was someone that totally worshipped with his life. Um, and not to say singing is bad. We wouldn't do it if it was here uh, on Wednesdays or Sundays. Um, so if, if Jesus was able to worship God in all circumstances, all the time, always finding delight in him, how can we learn from him and his example? And what does it look like for us as a disciple to maybe have that be more of a part of our lives, to have this taking delight in God be something that happens day in, day out? And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, if you were with us at the retreat, we talked a lot about the heart. And the heart of someone is the very core of someone, not just what's beating in your chest, but the very core of a person. Um, and our hearts are in constant state of needing more of God and his ways and less of us and our ways. Um, and, and if that's like confusing to you of, of why that may be, please talk to one of the staff members. That is such a good question and a good conversation to have. Why should it be less of me and my ways and more of God in his ways? Great question. Um, and last week, uh, Debbie talked about this guy, David, uh, who was one, known as one of Israel's greatest kings, tons of flaws, was not a perfect dude, but a guy that God even said about him that he was a man after God's own heart, right? A guy that that strove, uh, strived, straved, strove. Um, I'm a wordsmith. Uh, he combustually strove. Um, he <laughs> uh, he was always at, he was he was after God's very heart, wanting it to be a part of his day to day life. And God even said that about him. 
Um, and, and Debbie referenced a couple psalms, like this book that's like right in the middle of your Bible um, and, and talks about David's like time with the Lord, his prayer life with God. But also these psalms are often known as like worship, like what comes out of David's heart as he's seeking to draw closer to God's heart. So that's where we're going to end up again tonight in Psalms. So why don't you turn to Psalm 30? You should be able to like open your Bible if you have one. Does everyone have Bibles? No? Front row got gypped. Um, <laughs> um, Psalm 30, um, when you're there, we are going to look at two different instances where we see David worshiping, taking delight in the Lord, um, with very different circumstances going on. All right. As you're flipping there, I will start reading. And this, it's not a very long psalm, but I'd encourage you to really um, either read or listen to the words, um, because this is like David pouring out his heart um, in this instance. All right, here we go. Psalm, uh, psalm 30, verse 1. I will exalt you, Lord, for you lifted me out of the depths and did not let my enemies gloat over me. O Lord, my God, I called to you for help, and you healed me. O Lord, you brought me up from the grave. You spared me from going down into this pit. Sing to the Lord, you saints of his. Praise his holy name, for his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may remain for a night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. When I felt secure, I said, I will never be shaken. O Lord, when you favored me, you made my mountain stand firm. But when you hid your face, I was dismayed. To you, O Lord, I called. To the Lord, I cried for mercy. What gain is there in my destruction, in my going down into the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it proclaim your faithfulness? Hear, O Lord, O Lord, and be merciful to me. O Lord, be my help. You turned my wailing into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and clothed me with joy, that my heart may sing to you and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. So there's a lot going on in that psalm. Um, and maybe there's even some things in it that resonate with you. But kind of the gist of like what David is like exclaiming, expressing to the Lord in this, is that he was in this like really needy, this really hard, this really painful spot. And God totally came in and met him in that. That, that God healed the things that hurt, that God raised him out of the pit and gave him life. And maybe some of you have experienced things with God like that. There were circumstances or there were things that were so hard, you cried out to God for help, for mercy, um, for kindness, for goodness, whatever it may be that you felt like you were lacking and you needed. And, and you saw, whether it was right in that moment or, or, um, or a time period later, that God came and met you in that. And we see here that David has so much joy. He says he's like been clothed with joy um, because of what God has done, that he can't help but to thank God for his goodness to him. And so where's worship in this? It's pretty clear that um, David is totally taking delight in the Lord and his circumstances that are going on right now. That in this good season of life currently for David, he's saying like, God, it was you that did it. It was you that brought me out of this. It was you that saved me. And so I'm going to praise you. Um, I'm going to pour out my heart to you uh, because you're the one that I'm going to take delight in. And I think that's usually, usually, right, um, the easier place for us to take delight in God in those circumstances when things are going well, 
when things are going awesome, when things are, are going the way that you prayed for, that you hoped. But now flip back to Psalm 13. This is another psalm that David wrote. So Psalm 13, verse 1. And I want you to hear like the pain kind of in his voice as he speaks. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and every day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Look on me and answer, O Lord, my God. Give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death. My enemy will say I have overcome him and my foes will rejoice when I fall. And it would be a huge bummer if that um, psalm ended there. But thankfully, it doesn't. But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord, for he has been good to me. We see in this instance in David's life, um, we, we won't get into all the circumstances that surround it, but he's saying, like, God, you, it's like you've turned your head and you're, you're not even looking at me. Do you even see me, God? And what's going on? feels like everybody's seeking to destroy me, to kill me, to bring me down. Um, and it doesn't feel like you're doing anything about it. And some of us, I'm guessing, if not all of us, have felt that at some point. When circumstances hit hard, they hit fast, and they're like, God, where are you at in this? Like, why is this happening? This isn't going according to the plan. And it would be a huge bummer just to sit in that. And yet, David says at the end, verses 5 and 6 are so huge. He says, but I remember your unfailing love. David says, I know, God, that you love me. Even though maybe I'm not feeling it right now, even though maybe all I can see is it feels like you're turning your face away from me, I trust that you love me because I've seen how you've loved me in the past. And I'm putting my hope, I'm putting my faith in you. I'm choosing to delight in you for who you are, even though it doesn't feel like I'm feeling it right now. And that, I think, is the way harder time to worship in life, to take delight in the Lord when circumstances are not going the way we want, when life hits hard and fast, and we're like, what the heck just happened? When we're feeling anxious, when we're feeling depressed, when we feel alone, when we feel abandoned, when we feel like everybody's out to get us. We're like, God, where are you at? And we see David here, a man, remember, that God says was after his own heart. Not a perfect man, but a man that was after God's heart. And he says, I will remember that you love me. I will still put my hope in you, even though I can't quite see it yet. I can't see what you're going to do, how you're going to use this. Because true worship is coming before God with our hearts, no matter the state, no matter if it feels like they're torn up, used, broken, painful, tragedy, joy, peace, goodness, excitedness, all of those things. Like when the, whatever our heart is feeling and experiencing in that moment, we bring that before God and say, here I am, here's all of me. And I'm going to choose to delight in you. I want more of your ways, God, and less of my own. 
And what's cool then is we don't just need a song to worship, right? Like we can be walking through the halls and we can ask that simple question that we asked at the retreat. Where's my heart at right now? Like, What am I feeling? What am I experiencing? And, and, and acknowledge it, right? One of the things that the world, that our culture really wants us to do a lot of time is stuff our feelings, pretend like everything's okay. We can see where's my heart at? Where's my very core at? And, and then say, God, I'm going to delight in you, even though today is an off day. God, I thank you for an awesome day. Thank you that, that things just are going well today. But I've found, honestly, if we want to get at this true heart of worship, of taking delight in the Lord in any circumstance, right, um, what gets in the way a lot of the time, whether we're singing a song, whether it's our day-to-day, the thing that keeps us, the barriers that keep us from having this heart of worship is us. We stop ourselves most often from truly having a heart of worship that delights in the Lord. And it just so happens, I used to be in high school too, pretty crazy. Um, I know, it doesn't even look like it since I look like 17, um, especially with my beard short. Um, but there was definitely some things that I struggled with, like getting past myself in high school to really have a heart of worship. And I don't think I, I had it really often. And I still, as an adult, often struggle with having this true heart of worship and delighting in the Lord, whether we're singing songs um, or whether I'm on a hike or whether I'm hanging out with a friend or it's just me sitting in my apartment with Oliver wanting me to feed him still. Um, And here's some of them. So I'm going to list these things and some of them may resonate with you and some may totally not. And that's okay. But it's good for us, um, I think, to, to hear these things and then say, man, have I ever experienced this? Has this ever been a distraction or a barrier for me to worship God truly? So for me, um, sometimes, especially in singing, is wanting to look like I'm worshiping. That I'm more focused on how other people around me are perceiving me than I am about what's actually going on in my heart and God. Um, that, that it's like, okay, like I know I'm in a place where other people are worshiping, and I'm going to raise my hand so everybody knows that I am praising God right now um, and just really aware that I have this posture. I did this in high school so much that other people could look and see and like, oh, yeah, Matt's really worshiping right now. Um, but it wasn't the case. Like I was just I was putting on an act. Another thing that's really gotten in the way for me more recently in the life, because I didn't always used to sing and play guitar and stuff like that. Um, I actually didn't know I could do those things. Um, but, uh, I started focusing, especially for people who are musically inclined, right? Um, if you like to sing, you play an instrument, uh, what can be really distracting, especially when we're singing, um, is focusing on how you sound, um, or focusing on how the people up here sound. And there's sometimes that even I've had to stop singing and just like mouth the words, um, because I'm too focused on me. I'm not ultimately focused on God. And I just need to stop and like check my heart really quit and focus back in on him, taking delight in him again. Um, Another one is being afraid um, to give God praise, to delight in God um, based off where my heart actually is. Uh, It's really easy sometimes, like when things are going really bad in my heart, not in a good spot, to still put on the front like things are going good and to not even talk to God about what's actually going on in my heart. Or say, like, we're here singing together on a Wednesday. Um, Maybe I'm just filled with a ton of joy. 
like so much joy that I want to dance or that I just want to shout out like um, like so excited for what God is doing and for who he is. But I look at the people around me and they're not doing that. And I go, okay, like I don't want to um, I don't want to show actually where my heart is truly at. We never want to be like a distraction to other people worshiping. But at the same time, sometimes we limit like expressing what's actually going on in our hearts because we think that it won't be received well by those who are around us instead of by who's actually receiving it, who's God. And then the other thing is, is just going with the flow and really just worrying about what others think, um, that you look at who's in front of you singing and how they're worshiping, and so you base off where they're at, that's how you're going to worship too. Um, when you're in a conversation in a small group or whatever, um, where you may share your heart and choose to take delight in the world, in the Lord based off what someone else shares. They're like, okay, I'll only go that far as well. Um, I'm not going to actually show what's going on in my heart. So um, tonight we're going to have an opportunity. Um, as you can see, there's some things that are in, like set up differently. Um, and uh, we're going to have an opportunity to worship God. Uh, we will sing some songs later, um, but have different ways of expressing this worship. Um, different ways to hopefully see how we can take delight in the Lord. So uh, I'm going to run through the list in just a second of the different things that, we, um, that we've provided here for you to kind of interact with and, and express. And it's nothing like, it's, it is different, but it's nothing that's like crazy. We're not going to have you like finger paint with your toes or something like that, right? That would be toe paint. Thanks, Malcolm. I was tracking. Um, but before I get into some of these stations and listen to them, if, if there's nothing else that you take away from this, um, worship isn't just when we sing songs together. That's a great way to be able to express what's going on in our hearts, um, to, to really like dive into these words um, and, and uh, have these just sing words that are true about who God is. But true worship um, can happen every moment of every day by saying, Lord, I'm going to delight in you right now. I'm going to praise you for who you are. Um, I know that you love me, uh, and I'm putting my hope in you. So um, the first, what we're going to do right after this, you're going to gather up in small groups. And tonight, um, Olivia's our only girl staff that was able to be here. Uh, Debbie's sick, and Cindy had a root canal, so prayers go up. Um, so girls all together with Olivia. Um, and then I think we'll just do guys all together as well. Um, and so we're going to have you as a guy group and a girl group go through at least two to three stations together. And then there's going to be freedom for you to just go on your own. All of them are in this sanctuary. So we're asking you to stay in this sanctuary um, for this portion of the night. Um, and, I mean, you can go to the bathroom, obviously, and stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, to keep, keep things in here that we have uh, in here for you to do. So, um, one of them is at any point you can gather as a group um, and just uh, share. If there's someone in your life, whether a friend or family member, um, that you would love to come to know Jesus, someone that currently um, is either far off from God or um, doesn't know God, and you're like, man, I long for them to know who Jesus is and, and to have a relationship with him. Share that in your groups, and then you're going to pray for those people together. Such a good thing for us to do together is not just focus on ourselves, but focus on those who still need, um, need to know who Christ is. Um, so on the, um, 
where is it? I think it is back in that back area. Um, so if there's been something that has stood out from our series in life um, of a disciple uh, that you just, that's God's been teaching you in that, um, there's pens and markers back there. You can just write that down. And what's cool is once you write it down, you come back a little later and you look at other things that God has been teaching and doing in other people's hearts as well. And usually we're pretty encouraged um, and we can actually learn from each other in those things. Uh, also, we have on that far wall, it's the heart of stone, heart of flesh, that um, Ezekiel verse 36, 26 that we talked about at the retreat. Um, heart of stone being like our ways, the ways that we've said, no, God, I don't want your ways. So there's one side where if there's ways that you still see you're just stuck in your ways or, or um, pushing against God's ways, you can write those down there. And on the other side, if you've seen that God's making you um, more like him and you're following his ways more and more, you can write some of those things down on that side. Um, right back there, there's the barriers to time with God um, that Debbie kind of addressed. I just go over there in your group or on your own and pray and ask God, like, man, what keeps me from spending time with you? Um, and then spend some time just jotting those things up there. Um, and then maybe walk past that later and, and see um, what other barriers have been for other people. And maybe those things will stand out and resonate with you as well. Um, and then right up here in the frontish area, it's like really an art kind of station where it's what's God been teaching you but not through words, but all through drawings or, or art expression, where sometimes that's an awesome way for people to just express what's going on inside um, to, to be able to draw it out. And I know some people love being able to worship in that way. Um, and then back in that corner, there's space to just hang out on couches, read scripture. Um, there's Bibles over there. There's some journals. If you just want to spend a little bit time in quiet, it's not going to be like literally quiet because we'll have some music playing and stuff like that, but just time to like read the Bible. Like you can open up to wherever you want um, and, and just go for it. If you have questions of where should I read, ask one of your staff members. We'd love to point you in a good direction. Um, letter writing to others this is something we do at retreats a lot of the time um, on that table over there. Uh, the circle table. You can um, write encouraging notes um, to people that are here, to some of the middle schoolers. They're going to join us a little bit later in this. Um, and what I'd encourage you to do is before you start writing the letter, pray for that person and then ask God, like, is there anything that you would have me encourage them with? Um, and just see. Who knows? Maybe there's something that you're led to write for that person that really is going to be an encouragement. And the last one is letter writing to God. And that was something we did uh, maybe a month or so ago here, where if there's just a way you want to pour out your heart, like what's going on in your life, and write this letter to God, this is something for you to keep, take home, refer back to, look at it later, and be like, oh, that's right, like that. Like it was so good that I poured that stuff out. It's so good for me to remember um, that. Any questions about any of that? Cool. I'm going to pray for us. Guys gather up. Girls gather up. Jacob will bring down the lights. Um, and then uh, we'll start we'll start up some music as well. Um, and yeah, let's spend this time taking delight in the Lord together. Well, Jesus, we thank you that you're the only one that truly is worth um, all of our delight, all of our joy, um, and that we can find complete joy in you. And God, whatever we're coming in with tonight, um, whatever today was like, whatever this week was like, this last month, this year, Lord, would we see that um, when we start to put our hearts out there to you and still say that we trust and delight and take hope in you, 
um, how good it is and how you meet us in that place. Uh, and I pray for my friends who maybe have some like deep stuff in their hearts that um, they don't even want to go near because it's too scary. Lord, that they'd even just pray and, and ask for uh, your help in that. Um, would this time be good, Lord, and not distracting? Um, and would it be helpful for us to see how we can start to, to worship you more in our day-to-day life? And we don't need music um, to be the only way to do that. In your name, amen.